Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from fiction. The issue of healthcare. It's still a government-run health insurance plan. We will provide you with a choice. It's going to cost millions of Americans their jobs. Job. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Uh, Susan's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marsha from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA, 133 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you and our listening audience. Our producer, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. America's Healthcare Advocate is the show where we separate fact from fiction on the subject of healthcare. One of the latest changes to the Patient Protection Affordable Care Act. Actually, we're going to talk about that today because in studio with me today is Bob Myers from Atidium. Welcome, Bob Myers. Hello, Carrie. It's great to be back. Well, it's good to have you here in from Florida, where he is now a full-time resident, part-time resident here in Kansas City. So uh, dividing his time between the two places, um, but we're glad to have you back in studio. So we're going to talk about that today and a, and a host of other topics regarding healthcare and healthcare issues, insurance issues that I think you're going to find very interesting. If you have any questions about health insurance, this is not an open line show because I've got Bob in studio, but we can help you. If you need help with anything, feel free to call operator. Operators are standing by 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224, or the website americashealthcareadvocate.com. You can read our latest blog up there, uh, the website americashealthcareadvocate.com. You can also send me an email um, if you wish. If you have a question about something, I'll be happy to answer it. Well, it's great to have you back with us today, Bob. Um, Bob is no stranger to the ever-changing world of healthcare in the U.S. The company he founded 15 years ago, he, by the way, and his wife, Catherine, I might add, since she's not with us today, ITDM has been leading uh, innovation and benefit administration. They've had a front row seat to all things that we've seen happening on the healthcare front in America. Bob, as I said, it's great to have you back on the program, and uh, thanks for blowing in here from uh, Beautiful Tampa, Florida. No, no, we're still here. We're still, the offices are still here. I know. I just have to give you the business about yeah. being I mean, able to live in Florida while the rest of us are here, especially in December and February and yeah. January. You get four seasons. I get two. Yeah, hot and there hotter. you go. A little bit different, a little bit different. So there's there's an awful lot going on. Um, you know, every, every day I turn around, we've got new, new things happening uh, across the spectrum. There's a brand new bill that just came out of the house. I think it's called 4156 that, uh, is is a new uh, format, and I, I understand that if the Senate passes it, um, the president's going to sign it. That's going to allow employers to set up an HRA account exactly with the same benefits as a health insurance account with the same tax benefits. So, th- as I said, th- this is a constantly moving target, if you will. What are you seeing out there in terms of changes and challenges employers are facing? Oh, like you said, everything is changing. Just most recently in Cobra administration, the the new ruling came down or, or guidance from the DOL. You know, for years it was it was not acceptable to offer other coverage in the notice. And that, that was true from 1986 till 2012-ish. And, and then, now? Well, and now with the ACA, they changed the notice model notices a couple of years ago. And they basically said, 
they were trying to drive people to the marketplace. And so for years, we've had brokers and people try to contact us and say, well, geez, can't you offer these people other plans? And the fear has always been that they didn't want to offer other plans because they didn't want to steer people wrong. You know, if you're if you're on a health care plan, usually it's provided by an employer. Those are the richest plans out there, and they're yes. usually good coverage. Yeah. And so it was always forbidden. And now the DOL themselves has come out and said, well, it's not so much forbidden anymore. They kind of loose loosen the guidelines around that and basically now are letting people offer other plans along with the COBRA offer. And so that's going to create uh, a lot more confusion in the marketplace, at least at the beginning, and, and uh, for sure going to be uh, more tedious and time consuming as far as benefits administration goes to be able to, to handle those. Cause when you're, when your members now call you and ask you about a plan, you know, it may not be the plan that you have any knowledge of. That's really interesting. So you're, <laughs> you as an employer are basically doing what we do as brokers. If you, if you if were to do this, you're saying, well, here's your COBRA benefit. Okay. But, but here's two other plans you Correct. might want to consider. Correct. Really? Seriously? Absolutely. I mean, to me, I I can't imagine why any employer would want to reach out and do that and put themselves in that situation where they're trying to guide people uh, to one of these other plans. From from our perspective on the employer, you wouldn't. The only only reason, and I think the DOL, the only thing they were thinking might be beneficial to people is let them know that other products and services are available. You know, you know as well as I do, the, the exchanges have been disastrous. And compared to COBRA, they're still four to five times. I just looked it up this morning. They're still five times more expensive than employer provided well, and, coverage. And, th- and then we have the co-ops. There were 24 co-ops that started. There are nine left. Of those nine, six are on life support. So <laughs> there's your government health insurance model. Right. So yeah, it's, it, 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 you know, it's, it's not a pretty picture out there. So people are scrambling and uh, we see more activity in the COBRA space now than we've seen probably in the last five or six years since the Affordable Care Act got passed. And most of that I attribute to employers continue to get squeezed. They continue to have to do more with less. They still try to offer best in class benefits, as you're aware, and you help your clients do. And so as they try to do that, well, how do you do it? You can't you can't attack it with labor. You've got to have efficiency and you've got to have efficient systems. And that's where we come in. All right. So, so how is all this affects ITDM and what you guys are doing now? Well, as you know, we've expanded beyond just COBRA administration. We now do direct bill, uh, billing reconciliation, and uh, also benefits enrollment and administration. So kind of the full, the full boat. Um, so it's affected us in a good way because we're building systems and we're building systems to help our clients be more efficient with those benefits delivery and the benefits communications and the billing. I mean, the billing is a nightmare for most folks. I mean, they're not set up to do billing. They don't have trust accounts set up to be able to receive people's premiums, whether they're on a leave of absence or they're a retiree or so forth. So it's really, it's represented opportunity for us. We, you know, we're opportunistic and, and so we're, we're moving ahead with it. And, and when you say, you know, what I'm seeing here now is a complete package that you can put in front of an employer and say, look, you do what you do. You work on your business, not in your business. Okay. And let us turn around and take over this whole burden um, and we'll handle it from, from start to finish. Right. And it's from the benefits administration standpoint. And as you know, that's a totally different uh, type of relationship than a broker or a PEO or anything like that. Our systems are built for the people in the trenches to, to administer the benefits and be able to deliver the communications and be able to put the entire package together and know who had what and when and so forth. And, and to be able to continue to deliver best in class benefits for those employer groups. 
So I guess the uh, old adage when all this happened, when ACA came through and you and I were sitting here years ago doing this and Cobra was going to die out, Bob, and Cobra was just going to dry up and blow away. That really kind of hasn't happened, has it? No, and it just, as you know, it just keeps expanding. And, you know, like with this recent guideline, and it makes it more confusing, not less. They're not, they're not simplifying it by any means. They're making it more complicated. And so, you know, life gives you lemons. Yeah, well, some of you make into lemonade. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's been good for us. And, yeah. You know, that's, and so Cobra Administration, as we continue to build out, we're now integrating our systems with other folks' systems, whether it be flex administrators, healthcare administrators. Again, I think it all ties back to everyone's getting squeezed and the, the premiums continue to go up. So how do you drive out cost? Can you drive out cost? Can you do this efficiently? Can you still deliver the quality benefits that you wanted to deliver as an employer for your employees and your former employees, maintain the compliance and get all that done? Yeah, and that's really what you're trying to do is you're maintaining the compliance, but you're streamlining the system and you're putting something in place for people that's going to take the burden off of them, people being the employer, okay, and administered in a way that's going to be compliant with the rules and regulations, which if you don't comply with can cause a huge problem. Right. Well, and as you know, we pride ourselves on what we call bulletproof COBRA administration. We've sent over 4 million COBRA notices. We've been to court one time. And that one time, you know, that's we were remarkable. Told, well, thank 4 you. million and been to court one time. We've been to court one time. And in that <laughs> one time, we were told that because of our superb record keeping, there was no case. And the Department of Labor, Department of Insurance inquiries, we want to be able to answer those within an hour. And we've always been able to do that. And so that's, that's kind of helped us as we've gotten COBRA under control and we've spent so much time doing it. Uh, it's helped us be able to focus on other things and add these other benefits and to be able to be opportunistic. Well, there's a, there, there's another part to this, and that's uh, where there's money to be found without making any changes for employers. And we come back from the break, uh, I'm going to ask you to talk about that and, and explain to people how remarkably, in some of these stories I've heard, um, how you have found money sitting in employers' accounts and employers paying things that they shouldn't be paying so we're going to come back and we're going to tell you where the money is so stay tuned we'll be right back after the break you're listening to america's healthcare advocate broadcasting on the eight radio network my guest in studio bob myers from itedium their website is itedium.com itedium.com it's spelled itedium.com stay tuned we'll be back after the break
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got questions, send me an email. I'll be happy to answer any question you may have. Our producer today, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Bob Myers, President and CEO of ITDM. You know, I've been working with Bob and his company for, I think, let's see, it's at least eight years. Maybe it's nine years now. I know it's been a long time. Um, it, it, they've got some amazing clients. We're going to talk a little bit about some of those clients today. We'll talk about some of the people that they do benefits administration for. But I will tell you this. If you are a, a municipality, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're an agency of any kind, if you're, if you're a government entity or if you're just uh, a company with 100, 200, maybe 1,000, 5,000 employees, whatever the case may be, these guys know what they're doing. I've been in his shop. I know what they're all about. Um, their website is itdm.com. If you're tired of trying to do this and you're struggling with it, you're struggling with the COBRA, you're struggling with the billing, you're struggling with retirement benefits, they do it all, all under one roof, all done efficiently, and all done in a very price-conscious manner. The website is itdm.com, I-T-E-D-I-U-M, itdm.com. Go to the website, send them an email. They'll be happy to chat with you and see if they can help you. Before I ask you to show me the money, because I already alluded to this, let's talk about a couple of your clients. Uh, you got the whole state of North Carolina. How many people does that represent? The total state health plan is about 660,000. The segment that we represent is 240,000, the state retirement. 240,000 people. Would that be the largest group now? Or is there that's a the largest bigger? one we have. Okay, that's the largest one. They're the one third yet. largest in the country. Okay. All right. So 200. So from 240,000 down, you can handle just about anything. Absolutely. Right? That's, uh, that, 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 that's, uh, that's kind of remarkable, to be really honest with you. It's amazing. to I've, I've watched you guys grow over the years and what you've done. <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit about this, because this is a fascinating thing that 90% of the employers out there don't have a clue, Okay. Uh, when I say show me the money, um, let, let's talk about that. Where sure. where they're 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 losing money? Money is sitting there that they don't even know about. And and in today's world, where these governments are squeezed on taxes and and trying to make budget, and you know, right here in Kansas, you know, there's this ongoing discussion. That, and this is not the only state where trying to meet revenues is is an issue. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. Well, what happened was. Uh uh, the state of North Carolina and some of our other larger clients, what we saw a need for was, and you know this with some of your larger clients, when you have a large client, especially that's multi-state or, or nationally based, you have a lot of health plans. You can yeah. have four, six, eight. I mean, some of our clients have as many as 20 different health plans, you know, with people in Guam and Puerto Rico and places like that. And so not every carrier is available in every district, as you know. And so what we found was, because those large companies are struggling with all these compliance issues, ACA issues, et cetera, and trying to put forth best-in-class plans, as we were talking about earlier, they really struggle with the billing aspect to be able to put it all together. And what I mean by that is think about reconciling your checkbook. And you're trying to reconcile your checkbook, and you got a million things going on. You're traveling, just like you. You just got back from vacation. You're traveling. You're doing all these things. Let's say you got multiple houses it can be a like real you. pain. Yeah, yeah, it can be a real pain to, to do all of that. So what we saw is we saw a need. And we, our Harmony product is actually a system with people that looks at large health bills. It looks at the 200000 example or 50000 on a bill, or it could be five hundred or 5000 as you as you mentioned. What happens is on the billing cycle, 
every bill is billed on a 30-day increment, which means, in theory, you're going to clean up your bill and you're going to know who's on it from month to month. Right. That's a very tedious and time-consuming endeavor. And really, what we saw was the ability and a need in the marketplace to build a system to handle that. And so what we do is we put those benefits all into our system, from the benefits admin system, from the carriers, put it all in one, and we run a compare. We run 20 million lines of code in about 20 minutes. And we look at those 20 million attributes and we say, okay, well, there's Carrie Hall. Carrie Hall can't be on Blue Cross and Aetna at the same time. Somebody's got a conflict. Or Carrie Hall's been gone for six right. months. Or and Carrie I'm still Hall doesn't work here anymore and he's still on my Blue Cross bill. Right. That's a, so we identify all those anomalies because we look at the active population and we run it against everything else. We can turn around all those files on a quarter of a million people with our human interaction in under three days. So it's a very time-constrained process, and it's extremely data-centric, and you've got to be able to crunch a lot of data fast in order to be able to make those changes timely. Now, we still have to do retro billing, as you know, because somebody retires, for instance, they may not tell us that timely. Somebody dies, for instance, they may not tell you that timely. Somebody quits, they may not tell you that timely. I mean, you know, there's we're dealing with people around these systems, but what we found is there was discrepancies from 4 to $7 million dollars between these different state agencies. Run that by me one more time. There were discrepancies from month to month that were as high as 4 to $7 million. Four, le- left on the table, money. Yes. Yeah, that's money left on the table. And it was, well, we think we owe this. Well, we think you owe this. So where this product has been great for us and we're starting to, to introduce it in other states and other large plans is we're, we're a disinterested third party. We just want the data. We look at the data and we crunch the numbers. And so what we're seeing is that on an average, a health plan has between one and 3% in error. And so what I mean by that is that person that died, that didn't get taken off that person that quit, that didn't get taken off that person who got divorced, whose spouse wasn't removed that person whose kids aged out and you sent them a COBRA notice, but they're still on the plan. It's, it's basic blocking and tackling, if you will, of, billing reconciliation that this system handles. And we're excited about it. It's working fabulously well. We've got it down now to where we've not only identified those discrepancies, but we eliminate them from the bill. Those bills are as tight. And when you really think about it, I'm passionate about it, as you know, because I'm a former elected official. Those are public funds. Yeah, those are, those yeah. are your Aunt Edna who taught third grade for 40 years money. So to me, I'm extremely passionate about it. That's the right thing to do. It's a great product. It's a great service. And and really, it doesn't affect the members. It doesn't affect anyone other than the bottom line of the entity or the organization that we're working for. Yeah, and you're able to go back to the carrier and say, hey, you know, we need – these folks are being billed for these people who don't even – who are no longer on the plan, okay, or you've got them on multiple plans, whatever the case may be, and correct it. And that's a really cool part of this. We weren't expecting – the carriers have been great to work with. At first, they were kind of like, oh, we don't know that we want people. You know, it's kind of like, I don't want you looking in my closet. What are you you doing in here? (laughs) Right. But now they see the value in it, and they see that it it benefits them as well because it reduces their service problems. It reduces their call volumes, their issues. It reduces their auditing. It reduces a ton of work on their side. Sure. The the, the angry employee calling, but what do you mean I don't have health insurance? Exactly. Or, 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 Or why am I still seeing this EOB when I don't have this policy anymore? What's going on here? Right. Yeah. So it, it makes a huge difference. So what's happening is that 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 money is sitting there on the table. You're pulling that money back off the table and putting it back in the pocket of the entity, whether it's a manufacturing uh, a company or whether it's a, a municipality or whether it's a state government entity, whatever the case may be. Right. That Cities, counties. Yeah. 
we, we went and met with the State Financial Officers Association, and we met with some of the state financial officers, and we got a great reception. And we've actually got five or six states that are interested, and we're in the process of talking with them and crunching their data and looking to see what the savings can be. So I can't wait to tell you when I have that to report what it ends up being. And we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the top things employers need to look for when it comes to benefit administration. This is just one of them. So we'll be back after the break. My guest, Bob Myers from Itedium, the website www.itedium.com. Tom spelled I-T-E-D-I-U-M, itedium.com. Go to the website. Hey, if you're a municipality, if you're a government entity, or you're a large company looking for help with this, they can do it. Itedium.com. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the break with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer today, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue our conversation with Bob Myers, president and CEO of ITDM. You know, it's always funny to me when I, when I meet with somebody who's really an expert at what they do, and I learn what I don't know. Okay. Sometimes I think it's more important to know what you don't know than it is to know what you know, if you understand what I'm saying. And what I'm saying here is what we just talked about, what you don't know. You don't know that you're leaving money on the table. You don't know that you've got people sitting on your health insurance plan for six months or people that are on dual plans. You don't know half of this stuff, especially if you've got a large organization, a municipality, a county government, a state government. Maybe you're a large employer with 1,000, 500, whatever the case may be. Who's doing all this stuff? You just heard Bob talk about this. 20,000 pieces of data in 10 minutes or something. I mean, really? Seriously? That's what they do. If you want help with this, if you want to understand, if you want to find out, hey, maybe you're one of those people that's sitting out there with 4% of that premium being spent that shouldn't be spent. Maybe it's 7%. You're not going to know that if you don't take the time to find out. Go to the website, itedium.com, I-T-E-D-I-U-M.com, itedium.com. All their information is up there. Send them an email. They'll reach out and contact you, and they can give you a model. They can show you how it works, and then you can decide if this is something that makes sense for you, itdm.com. You know, you started out as Cobra Guard. We've talked about Cobra Guard. That's how this company actually started. Let's go back through a little bit about this Cobra situation, because I don't think a lot of people out there listening really understand what they're at risk for in a Cobra situation. And, and, And we had one the other day. It was a small municipality, very small that had a Cobra situation, and they did not know their responsibilities. We went through it and explained it, but let's talk about that. How long are they required to keep the records? What's the responsibility? And and it's all on the employer. Every bit of it. Every bit of it falls to Cobra is an employer mandate, and there's so much misinformation. You'd think after 31 years, the misinformation and disinformation would stop. But that's absolutely true. It's an employer mandate, so brokers can try to do it. Carriers can try to do it. We can try to do it. We do do it. But yeah, four a, million a, times. And, and we're and in our situation, we're contracted to do it, and we have Arizona Emissions Insurance to do it. So that's our primary business. So you got to have good agreements, and you got to be able to – 
to kind of pin that down and know who's responsible for what. But at the end of the day, the employer is 100% responsible. So what does that mean, 100% responsible? Oh, I didn't get the notice out, and my employer, my employee showed up in an ER, had a $17,000 bill, but um, and they said they never got notice of, of, of their rights under COBRA, and now I'm being told the insurance company's going, we're, we're not paying this. That's okay. That's so, right. So who's responsible? The employer. Thank the employer you. Employer would end up buying those claims. Thank you. Yeah, on behalf of that individual. Unless, and the way this works is, in the eyes of the Department of Labor and the wonderful people at the federal government, as usual, you are guilty until proven innocent. Am I correct? Oh, that's absolutely true. <laughs> that's absolutely true, and that's that's why it's so important that the record keeping be in place and that the accounting functionality be in place that those accounts, those funds, when you, you know this, but probably our listeners don't employee contributions to their healthcare are separated, segregated trust funds that are to be held in trust. Most companies still put those money in their general funds, which is a mistake. You're supposed to have a segregated fund because it's not your money. It's the employee's money and it's plan assets, considered plan assets. So I don't want to get too technical, but it's, it's Cobra's still there. It's still a big problem, and it's a bigger problem with ACA because, like as we spoke earlier, there's so much information being bombarded with people, different plans, different plan permutations, what's covered, what's not. Can I get on the exchange? When can I get on the exchange? Open enrollment. I mean, basically, they've doubled everybody's. You know, it used to be you had to deal with Cobra and then the the insurance at your new job. Now you have this thing called the marketplace, so you have to deal with Cobra, the marketplace, and then if you do get a new job, you got to compare three plans instead of two. I mean, it's 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 not gotten any easier. No, it's gotten harder. But let, let's go back through for a minute because I really want employers to get this, and this is the thing that I I don't think they really understand. Talk about what the employer is required to do and the proof they have to have. Sure. If and I had one as I mentioned earlier that um, claimed they didn't get the notice. Um, fortunately, we had proof that they did, and, and and everything was compliant, and they were responsible for that claim. But let's talk about what the employer is responsible for do and the records that they have to keep to prove that they met the qualifications, that they met the standard, that they did what they were supposed to do sure. in accordance with the law. Well, here's what I would recommend, and this is true for us. Of those 4 million COBRA notices that we've sent in 15 years, we have every one of them. We have a copy of every single one. Now, they're not all digital because as we've evolved, uh, I would say probably 90% of them are digital, but probably the first 10% were manual. And so those are in paper file storage and have been been made digital since then. But every document should be saved. Every payment should be saved. Every copy of every transaction we have in our system, every phone call, every email, every IM instant message, Everything is saved. So the employers really, the the IRS requirement is six years. But in order to bulletproof your COBRA administration, you really need to keep everything. And you need to have it documented that you did it. And you need to document that those offers were made and whether or not they were received. Yeah, because here's what typically happens. And, and, you know, I'm not demonizing anybody here, but understand the situation. Somebody doesn't follow through on COBRA or the husband doesn't know that the wife was supposed to do it or vice versa. And you wind up in the ER, you wind up with a major medical event. And the first thing they do is go, well, I didn't get notice about my COBRA. Okay, and therefore, this is back on my employer and the insurance carrier. And then after they file the complaint, it comes back to the employer who then has to produce the records to show that they actually followed through. How do you guys do that? How do you bulletproof the employer? So the employer, when we're talking about Cobra Guard ITDM, is completely out of this. This is all being handled by you. So how does that happen? That's right. Well, as you know, we 
we maintain relationships with ERISA attorneys and we get attorneys involved if necessary. But normally we are able to prove through the record keeping what occurred. So you do a record review. We can do those within 30 minutes to an hour. We can turn over all the documentation digitally to the Department of Labor, Department of Insurance. And it's critical that you just have an open book approach with those folks to show them, okay, here's exactly what happened. And you want to have a good record. Like I said, the requirement is for six years. You've got to keep those records. We keep them for at least 10. And and as I said, we've never destroyed any of the, the original records that we've had. We're not required to keep those 15-year-old documents. We just feel like they're good for historical purposes. And if anything were ever asked, we could prove exactly what, what we had. And, and what that's they what had. you've been able to do. That's right. And so the the other side of that is collecting the money. So typically, this is another big challenge. Employers are collecting COBRA premium. Right. Uh, they're like you said, they're dumping it in a general account. I get. I'll guarantee yeah. you that of the of the 1.3 million people listening to this broadcast day, how many ever are employers out there? I bet you there aren't ten that have a separate account set up to put their COBRA health insurance premiums in. So, so talk about how you handle the money and how that is different and how that money is received. We they send, come to your office and give you no, guys a no, no. Okay, we, how we send this? invoices to everybody, and then we also maintain online payment and enrollment. Uh, and they can enroll online, they can pay online, uh, but then we bill them, and then we everything's received at a lockbox. Everything's digitally imaged and put into our system daily at four o'clock every day. We integrated that with Bank of America. That's one of the the nicest features of our system is we can see exactly who paid up to the minute. And so you you know you can see that transaction as they come across. So the well, I paid my premium. Right. Well, and that's no, the biggest actually, danger. you did. You paid it four days late and your policy was canceled. And that's on you because you were told to pay it within a certain well, amount of time. That, that It's a little different story when you have yeah. actual proof. Exactly. And, and, and there's and, no discussion about when it got there. Well, and you know this because you deal with a lot of benefits administrators. They don't want to deal with collecting former associates premiums. Those people call them and let's say in the instance that they like you. Carrie calls and says, hey, you know what? I know I'm a day late, but here's my premium. And they take the premium. Somebody else calls in that they don't like that's a day late. And they said, I can't take your premium. That puts them in a terrible position. Oh, you've so, set a precedent. Right. You've set a precedent. You've also set an opportunity to pay any claims that may come in as a result of that precedent. Yeah, if somebody goes back, dangerous. yeah, and they file a complaint with the Department of Labor, and those folks come in, hi, we're here to do an audit. <laughs> exactly. That's an extremely dangerous situation. But we see it all the time. That's why it's not a good idea to do this yourself. It's good. We look at ourselves. We're the referee. If the payment made it in on time, it made it in. If it didn't make it in, it didn't make it in. That's it. That's, it's black and that's white. That's what we're paid to do. Yeah. And, yeah. and that eliminates all of this gray area and eliminates all this I said, he said, we said. Correct. And it eliminates a human resources person trying to sort through all of this and be responsible for it when that's really not what they do. Well, exactly. And they don't want to take that burden home with them. I and mean, who among us wants to deny anybody anything if you don't have to? Right. So the rules are the rules, though, and, and that's what we've built a system around. And so that's how our employees sleep at night. People ask me sometimes, well, how do you sleep at night if you have to deny people? I didn't deny them benefit. The rules denied the benefit. Thank you. I just administer the rules. Yeah, we and just the rules are the, the rules. rules. And that's the way it's supposed to work. So it's a complicated process, ladies and gentlemen. These people simplify it. They do a great job. As I said, they stand between you uh, and the federal government and you and the employee, and they are responsible. The website is itedium.com, itedium.com, it E-D-I-U-M, itedium.com. If you want information, go up there and send them an email. They'll be happy to chat with you. I don't care if you've got 250,000 people or 25 people. They can still help you. Itedium.com. We'll be back after the break. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to talk about the things you need to know 
We're going to go back through again those things that are most important for you to know. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HI Radio Network. My producer, Mr. Mark Gross. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up this segment, we're going to continue our conversation with Bob Myers, President and CEO of ITDM. We've talked about benefits. We've talked about COBRA. We've talked about finding money. We've talked about a lot of things today. Um, all this information is up on their website. If you even think you have an issue with any of these things, go on the website, itdium.com. I-T-E-D-I-U-M, itedium.com. All their services are up there. We're going to talk about one right now that is pretty interesting. It's called Easy, and I'm not referring to the Big Easy in New Orleans, okay? I'm talking about this 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 program that you've got, that you've, that you've put in place now. You've worked on this for some time, this eligibility and enrollment program, which I think is amazing. Let's talk about how you handle that. And some of the people you're actually doing it for, Pretty good size entities, 120-some grocery stores in one group, um, the state of Kansas in another group. State of North Carolina. North Carolina in another group. So this obviously works. Let's talk about how, what you're doing here. This has been a great product for us. And this is this is a great example of, of shout out to Kansas because there was kind of a public-private partnership. They I were remember not, when this started. They were not happy with their enrollment platform, and they kind of picked through they did a proposal and they picked through all the different entities. And because we're a Kansas corporation, they agreed to partner with us to build this platform. We service 74,000 members across the state of Kansas and about 1,200 users. And we take virtually no phone calls. The state health plan does a great job servicing those members. We do all the enrollments, all the ongoing eligibility, births of babies, adoptions, marriages, divorces, all of that is kept in that system. And so their enrollment, as you know, is every year, as most large groups around the October, November timeframe, we enroll 74,000 people in that timeframe. And uh, it's a great product. Uh, it's the reason we picked easy is enrollment and eligibility service easy. for employees. And so we, it's, it's a great it's, acronym. It's though. a private labelable product. We don't want it necessarily to be an ITDM thing. It needs to be theirs because it's them servicing that group and they're trying to give them you know, videos are trying to give them documentation. It's got a communications portal to it. It's got a billing portal to it. It is an extremely robust software and we could not have built it without them. And it's, uh, it's really exciting because some of the groups that we have looking at it moving forward, it's a game changer for, for them and for us. Yeah. Because you're putting everything in one place, right? It's Correct. all there. So now it's open enrollment time and I'm uh, the state of Kansas and I'm offering five plans to my employees. Um, and five how, health plans, three co- dental plans, correct. three vision plans. And a short-term a flex, disability yeah, plan, a, a larger plan, disability. life insurance. Don't forget all those. Yeah. And so, but, but you're putting all that in this package. Correct. So now I'm the employee. I go up to the website. I click the health insurance. I see the different options available. There's an explanation that talks about right. what they are or a video. Right. Walks them through the whole thing, explains all the differences in the plans, the different options that they have. It'll save where they are. It'll give them a benefit statement when they're done. It'll inform them of you know when they can expect their cards from the carriers. All of that sort of information is contained. Again, we did it from the benefits administrator's point of view. We're not trying to sell anybody anything. We're not trying to... You know, make them experts on benefits either. We're trying to provide 
kind of need-based services to those employees and those retirees to make sure that they have everything that they need. They know they can come back at any time. They can log in throughout the year. They can check their benefits. They can look and ask questions. They can find out about changes. It's all really, really slick. Okay, so let's go back to something because this is one of the things that I see a lot of times that that human resource directors have a real problem with. When it comes to ancillary benefits, short-term disability, long-term disability, all the rest of this, you have these quote-unquote enrollers who want to go out and sit down and enroll. What they're really doing is they're going out and they're selling this stuff to people. Um, And a lot of human resource directors don't like this. A lot of human resource directors don't like their people being sat down and essentially, in their opinion, being pressured into buying short-term, long-term disability, you know, life insurance, all these other things. What you're doing here is you're putting all that stuff on a platform with an explanation of it. And then the employee gets to go, you know, I really should have some short-term disability. If something happens, I got a mortgage, I got car payments, I've got childcare, I've got all these issues. And they can make a decision based on what works for them. Yes. That's exactly right. And you can give them the proper contact information so that they go to that vendor and find out about the cancer insurance or find out about the disability insurance. Because you and I both know the HR people are typically overworked and understaffed anyway. They don't have all that information. They're not benefits experts. They're not trying to sell anything. And they certainly don't want to keep anybody from getting anything that the person actually needs. So that's absolutely right. We want to get them videos. We want to get them all the information they need in that portal to be able to make the decisions, not just at an open enrollment, but all year long. So if they have a question in April and they want to look at their benefits and say, well, I could have taken short-term disability, I may take it at open enrollment, why not make that information available to them all year? It's really So if they want to start looking – so oh, this is interesting because – so now you've got a group where open enrollment's coming up. It's in October. But you can say to people, hey, it's September. You need to go up on the website now and look at the options that are going to be available this year. They're already loaded. Sure. They're already on easy. All you got to do is go click it and look at it, and then you can start getting your head around what you want to do. If you want a short-term disability policy, if you want to upgrade your life insurance, whatever you want to do, that option, that information is going to be sure. there. It's very robust. It's very flexible. It'll interchange or uh, with our COBRA administration. It also, in the, in the examples that we've built, we have over 100 carrier files that we transmit on a monthly basis. Most of them are on a daily basis so that we can tell the carriers who's changed, who dropped someone, who added someone, et cetera. And so it's, it's very powerful in that regard. And the employer or the plan administrator can set those settings. And so if they want to make those benefits available all year, they can do what you just said. If they want to take those down and say, no, I only want to show them an open enrollment, they can do exactly as you said. If they say, well, I want to do leave of absence billing, they can do that through the system. Wow. If they want to do communications via email and text messaging to remind people, hey, you know, we're having an open enrollment meeting about the flex plan next week. They can text them. They can email them. It is extremely robust. Yeah, that's remarkable because it, it the the thing is it, there are so many moving parts with these employee benefits programs now. There are so and 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 there are so many things that people have to consider. And you've got the as you said, overworked, overburdened human resource people that all this stuff is coming into and they're trying to deal with it. This obviously frees up the human resource people to deal with issues they really need to be dealing with oh, instead of this stuff. It tremendously frees them up and it gives them tools because we've got full complement of reporting. So you can see how many people took each plan. You can see how many people are participating. You can look into the reconciliation if there's a question and someone shows up on two plans. All of those things are now at their fingertips in one system. Not The problem with the enrollment systems that we saw was you have every enroller trying to 
give you their own systems. You end up with five systems yeah. instead of one. This is a one-stop system that'll do all of it. Pretty amazing. The system is called Easy E E S E. It's all part of Itidium. Bob Myers, thank you. Thank it's you, Carrie Hall. We pumped out a lot of Yeah, we sure did. Today. The website is itedium.com, itedium.com. You can go to the website. Anything you need to know is up there. Contact them. They will be happy to help you. You've been listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.